O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The true God, one in three, and three in one. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Never shall be world without end. Amen. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him.
Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble and my eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. The Old Testament lesson for the ninth Sunday after Trinity is written in the 22nd chapter of the second book of the prophet Samuel, beginning at the 26th verse. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With the perfect man, you will show yourself perfect. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. With the crooked, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the afflicted people, but your eyes are on the arrogant, that you may bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord, The Lord will light up my darkness. For by you I run against a troop. By my God I leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is tested. He is a shield to all those who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? Who is a rock besides our God? God is my strong fortress. He makes my way perfect. He makes his feet like Heinz's feet and sets me on my high places. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the tenth chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the sixth verse. 
Brothers, now these things were our examples, to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Don't be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Let's not commit sexual immorality as some of them committed, and in one day 23,000 fell. Let's not test Christ as some of them tested and perished by the serpents. Don't grumble as some of them also grumbled and perished by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them by way of example, and they were written for our admonition, on whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore let him who thinks he stands be careful that he doesn't fall. No temptation has taken you except what is common to man. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation also make the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus also said to his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a manager. An accusation was made to him that this man was wasting his possessions. He called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give an accounting of your management, for you can no longer be manager. The manager said within himself, What will I do, seeing that my Lord is taking away the management position from me? I don't have strength to dig. I am ashamed to beg. I know what I will do, so that when I am removed from management, they may receive me into their houses. Calling each one of his Lord's debtors to him, he said to the first, How much do you owe to my Lord? He said, A hundred baths of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. And he said to another, How much do you owe? He said, A hundred cores of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. His Lord commended the dishonest manager because he had done wisely, for the children of this world are, in their own generation, wiser than the children of the light. I tell you, make for yourselves friends by means of unrighteous mammon, so that when you fail, they may receive you into the eternal tents. He who is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. He who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much." If, therefore, you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? If you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You aren't able to serve God and mammon. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, we heard what it meant to be slaves to righteousness. Last Sunday, we heard in baptism, we are sons of God. And now, for this week and next, we'll hear about being stewards of all the gifts God has given to us, his children. To teach us how we're stewards, St. Paul points us to Old Testament Israel when they were in the wilderness. And although our epistle lesson begins at verse 6, we could really go back to verse 1 of this chapter where St. Paul says, For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Do you hear there how Old Testament Israel became slaves of righteousness, and sons of God, and stewards of the divine gifts? Before Israel passed through the sea, they were slaves to their harsh Egyptian masters. Their lives were were of oppressive work and persecution. Their futures were death. By passing through the sea, they became much more. They were baptized into Moses in the holy cloud and the waters of the sea, so that when they passed through the sea and the cloud, they changed. They were changed from slaves of death to slaves of righteousness, from inheritors of death to inheritors of life in the promised land. Baptized into Moses, they were given the favor which God showed to Moses. They became the people of God, sons of God, by way of an Old Testament baptism and their circumcision. As sons of God, they were given the gifts of God in the terrible wilderness so they could be strengthened and united in order to live. They were given sweet spiritual food, bread from heaven that they called manna, meaning what is it? They called it that because that's the only way they could describe this miraculous food. And they were given spiritual drink, water from a rock that was struck, which Paul says was water from Christ himself, spiritual water. These Old Testament gifts, the sacraments of the Old Covenant, of baptism into Moses, and spiritual food and drink from Christ, these were given by God for them to receive and use and rejoice. These are what gave them life and kept them looking for the Christ. Throughout the wilderness, there were dangerous animals, a terrible, hot climate, hostile nations, and temptations from other peoples trying to lead them astray. But these gifts from God made them who they were and were given to keep them in the way to the promised land. They received these gifts. They didn't own them. They received these gifts, but only as stewards, because the gifts themselves were God's. And so when we hear Christ say today, there was a rich man who had a manager, we see here the rich man is God himself. And what Paul is pointing to is the managers, the people of Israel, to whom these divine gifts were given. And as such stewards, they enjoyed the position of favor in God's sight. And so it is for you, although for you the gifts are even greater. Before you passed through the waters of the font, you were slaves to sin. Your lives were oppressive. Your futures were death. But passing through the waters, you became much more. You were made much more. Because you were not baptized into Moses, but you were baptized into Christ Jesus in the Holy Spirit and the waters of the font. 
so that you were changed from slaves of death to slaves of a greater righteousness, from inheritors of death to inheritors of life eternal and the promised land of the new heavens and the new earth. Baptized into Christ and his death and resurrection, you were given a greater favor than which God showed Moses. You were given the greatest favor which God showed his son. You became a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. The new and greater Israel, that's what you are in the new and greater Moses who is Christ in the new and greater testament of the gospel. As the baptized, we too are on a pilgrimage through the wilderness of this world because we too face dangerous spiritual creatures, a terrible culture, hostile nations, temptations from people that want to lead us astray. And to survive this, our Lord creates us as his people in baptism, then gives us the greatest spiritual food from heaven, the body of his Son at this altar. And then he gives us the greatest spiritual drink, the blood of his Son which comes from his stricken side. A greater spiritual food and drink than Israel had, that's what we have. A a spiritual food and drink that's even more indescribable and sweet than what Israel saw in the wilderness. These are given to us by God for us to receive and use and rejoice even more than Israel, Old Testament Israel. To give us life eternal, to keep us looking at Christ crucified on the cross in whom we're baptized. But these gifts, these sacraments are given to us. We receive these gifts, but they do not come from us. We receive these gifts, but only as stewards. Because ultimately they are gifts from God. They are his. He is the rich man. We are merely the stewards. As St. Paul shows the stewardship of Old Testament Israel, he continues to say, Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Old Testament Israel. They were made slaves of righteousness, sons of God, stewards of the lesser old covenant mysteries. And in the wilderness, how did they live in, the, in these identities? What did they do with these gifts? The gifts that are the manna and the water from the rock. What did they do after they ate of those? They rose to play, Paul says. Meaning, after they received these gifts, they made an idol of a golden calf and proclaimed the calf brought them out of Egypt. Then they indulged in fornication. Then they put Christ to the test at every opportunity they had, so that every time they suffered, they grumbled and complained about how much better life must have been in slavery in Egypt under death rather than under Christ in the desert. They grumbled all the time, even threatening Moses and nearly putting him to death, even though they were baptized into Moses, Paul says. They used the gifts of God not to live in righteousness, not to live lives of repentance and receiving from God, to live in Him, but instead to live lives of idolatry, fornication, testing the Lord and grumbling. In our gospel lesson, our Lord says that there were others, probably two or three other witnesses, that brought charges against the steward. 
Well, many times in the Old Testament, God would bring the witness of creation against these unjust stewards and then would judge them by no longer letting them be his stewards. And that's what we see in their their idolatry and sexual immorality. God punished them by having 23,000 of them put to death in a single day when they were putting Christ to the test. The Greek says that they were being totally destroyed by the fiery serpents. Not just the fiery serpents came and were killing some, but Israel was being totally destroyed by them until they repented and looked to God in the bronze serpent. When they grumbled, that generation was put to death by the destroyer by being forced to wander the desert for 40 years, never themselves seeing the promised land. Even Moses faced that sentence of the unjust steward, not being allowed to go into the promised land for striking the rock against the Lord's command. And we Christians sit here with the greater gifts, the sacraments in Christ. In our baptism in the Spirit and the waters which make us sons of God, with the body and blood of Christ as our food, we sit here with these gifts. In these gifts, in this sonship, Paul points to Old Testament Israel and how they were stewards and says, These things, all they did in the judgments that they received, took place as an example for us. We are stewards of the greater mysteries, of the greatest divine sonship. And Paul warns us with these gifts, saying, in effect, look at Israel in the wilderness. Don't handle the gifts as they did. Don't desire the evil they did with the gifts of God. The parable of the unjust steward in the the Holy Gospel today has a beautiful lesson in the end. But that lesson is not to follow in the footsteps of the unjust steward. It is not to follow his example. And on this, Paul continues. He says, Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. That is St. Paul's message for us, the baptized today. The message is, take heed. That is, you have the gifts of God, but you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve sin and righteousness. You cannot be both sons of the devil and sons of God. You cannot serve both God and then also money with its lust of the flesh. The unjust steward in the parable served only himself. He served himself before he received his master's punishment. And then he also served himself after he received his master's punishment. But he always desired evil desired money and the lust of the flesh, his own pride, just like Old Testament Israel did. Yes, the unjust steward was shrewd, clever. He always knew who he served and how to get what his flesh wanted, and that way he was shrewd. And that shrewdness is held up for us, not in serving the flesh, which we'll see. But you, the baptized, to eat and drink the greatest spiritual food and drink, Paul has these two warnings to make us take heed. The first being, don't let the gifts of God allow you to become secure in your flesh and sin. 
as if after eating and drinking these gifts today, you can go then leave the altar and this week rise and play and worship other gods. And the world will tempt you in this. Take heed, Paul says, the world will tempt you in this as it tempted the Old Testament Israelites in the desert. The world will tempt you with other gods of self and money, ideologies, whether political or otherwise. The world will promise you the utopias of Ayn Rand or the progressive Marxist dreams. Or with the loss of the flesh, either with the click of a mouse, the temptation of a knight, or in chasing after that which is unnatural and surgeries which take away what God has given us naturally. The world will tempt us with putting Christ to the test and grumbling whenever challenged or persecuted in this cultural wilderness. They'll, tell, they'll ask you, if bad things happen, then how can God be good? That's how they'll tempt you. If you think you stand on your own through all of this that the world tempts you with, or if you think you can be stewards of God's gifts and indulge in all this that the world offers, then take heed because you will fall and you will fall quickly. Don't be like the unjust steward who receives the gifts and loses them in pride and lust, as Israel also did. So take heed, Paul says, not to use the gifts of God to allow yourself to become secure in your flesh and your sin. But then Paul also warns us in the other direction. To take heed lest we receive the gifts of God and despair every time a temptation receives us. Because all stewards face the temptation of the unjust steward. All stewards face the same temptation. We face the same temptations that all mankind faces. And God doesn't promise to remove those temptations from us. Rather, Paul says, when temptation comes, use the gifts of God. When temptation comes, repent daily in your baptism. When temptation comes, hear the word of God daily. Pray in the word daily. When temptation comes, partake of the spiritual food and drink every chance you can. And with all these gifts of the gospel, God will strengthen you in your sonship so you will not be tempted beyond your ability. Because baptized, you are those to whom the end of the ages has come. You are those who have been judged innocent before God, who have been declared sons of God, whom he will make rise in his glory at the end of the ages. All that is to say, when you pray, lead us not into temptation, his answer will be, yes, I will not. I will, I will strengthen you in that temptation. And in strengthening you in temptation and providing you a way out of that temptation, that's what he will do, provide you a way out. Even when the world and the devil say there is no escape, our Lord will strengthen you and he himself will give you a way out. He himself will determine the result. Because even though you may hear them say over and over there is no escape, will you know that one day you will arise? The ultimate escape. In Christ himself. So that is how we use these gifts shrewdly. This is how we are to be faithful stewards. That is how God saves us again and again in temptation. He saves us because we are his sons in Christ whom he loves. By taking heed, not to become secure in our sin, and also not to despair. 
As stewards, we use these gifts faithfully in our own lives and in the lives of others, baptizing others with catechesis, inviting others into our closed communion when they have become sons of God in baptism, believing as we believe. Because Paul warns us to take heed so that we, the children of God, may faithfully and shrewdly use these gifts to live lives of repentance to righteousness and to serve our neighbors by bringing them these gifts as God has given them to us. The unholy gifts, the money and possessions, to love them, and the holy gifts, to bring them to Him. So today, as stewards, stewards of these gifts, come, come to the altar, receive the gifts of God shrewdly as you take, eat, and take, drink, to be saved by God, to stay on the path to the promised land, the new heavens and the new earth. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Overcome the sharpness of
mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let your merciful ear, O Lord, be open to the prayer of your humble servants, and that they may obtain their petitions, make them to ask such things as shall please you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, 
and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.